Welcome back to No Reserves Radio Football Edition. I'm your host, Angelo. Here with me, as always, is Alex. Hey, how's it going, guys? And some of us are going to have to be taking victory laps. Me. Some of us are going to be walking in taking shame. victory laps? <laughs> yeah, victory laps, yes. Major victory laps. Some of us will On be walking both in sides. Shame. Yeah, <laughs> So this is going to be an exciting episode. Um, tomorrow, la, 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 this is Monday. This will drop Tuesday, and we will do our predictions for week two on Thursday. Yeah. So Week one is almost in the books. It is almost in the books. The Jets and the Bills haven't played. And I think we just start off with the top with the Thursday game, because honestly, what I predicted was going to happen, happened, and it didn't happen. Like... The Lions offense to me didn't look great, but without Kelsey, the Chiefs offense was that much more abysmal. Yeah, I agree. We 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 were actually both. Uh, no, no, you were actually on Detroit. Yeah. We were on Detroit. I was on the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, the main takeaway I get from this is that the Lions defense is much, much, much more improved. And... There's really no it's, reason to. Well, here's my thing. Here's my thing. Because we're giving Dan, we're giving Dan Campbell his flowers, and I'm rooting for the guy. But is the defense really that much better, or is Kansas City just was not able to execute Week One? They had so many drops. Like Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore looked atrocious. So is it really the the Lions defense played good, or could it be a little bit of both? The Lions defense played good. And the wide receivers and the targets for the Chiefs just could not get anything going. Regardless, yeah, I think I think it's it's a bit of both, but it's definitely I definitely think they took a step forward in the the Lions defense. I think they they added the, a good bunch of playmakers throughout the free agency and the draft, and it culminated with a pretty strong showing week one. Of course, like the the, the Chiefs offense probably looked the worst they will ever look. I don't want to put Sky Moore in the same basket as Kadarius Tony. Uh, Kadarius Tony was truly terrible. It was one of the worst wide receiver performances I have ever seen. While Sky was, I mean, his targets weren't really that good. He just couldn't do much with them. Most of them were overthrown or underthrown. I really don't think they should be in the same basket. Um, Tony was just terrible. And I think I've heard a lot of, of media personalities basically like, doomsayers about how the Chiefs offense will be terrible, how until Kelsey's back it will be it won't be good and it won't be like automatic wins for the, the Chiefs. Which we can hold our horses on that. Yeah, I think you have to think like Kelsey basically was picked up his injury like what on Monday or something. I mean Andy really had like two days to build a, a scheme a game plan without Kelsey. So let's give them. Let's hold on the horses there. I don't think it's it's the end of the KC Chiefs as we know them. I think they will come out next week, even if they don't have Kelsey, and they will look good. Uh, I don't think it was it was anything more than a fluke game. Yeah. The thing. So I didn't give the score. I don't need to do that in the future games. But the um, Lions beat the Chiefs twenty-one to twenty. But here's a question I have for you. Do you think that 
Kansas City's defense is improved from last season, or do you think the Lions just struggled, like I predicted? No, I actually, like, throughout the game, I was commenting on a few, like, fantasy leagues and a few chats that I was in, that I think it it's actually an improved defense, and I think it's it's one of those things, especially, like, in the run game, like, Montgomery really struggled. Uh, most of the scaries were, like, three, two-yard gains, and he was constantly getting thrown down. And I think we will look back to this game and be like, okay, so that was an effect of the, the KC defense. Because even without Jones, uh, I still think it looked good. I think the secondary looked good. I think, like, the the like the O-line and the front seven overall looks really good. They looked strong. They were getting some pressure on Goff, quite a bit of pressure on Goff. I just think it was... It was an unfortunate game for the Chiefs. The defense wasn't quite there. A little bit of mishaps here and there, and they were just weren't ready without Kelsey on short notice. So give them a week, and I think the offense will be fine. Mahomes will be fine, and the playmakers will will come around. I think I don't think we will ever see a game as bad as as this one from Tony and from the rest of the the wide receivers. Okay. Let's move on to the next game. I'm going to let Google dictate, or actually, we have this thing. Yeah, I can just go by that. Okay. Atlanta Falcons versus Carolina Panthers. The Falcons won 24-10. What, what was your takeaway from that? The Falcons' defense is really, really good. I mean, I've been saying it all off season. I think they added a ton of talent to the defense. And I like the playmakers that they added. I mean, your own Jesse Bates from Cincinnati. That looked amazing. Yeah. Two interceptions, a first fumble as well. I think he, he looked great. And like the overall pieces that they had with Caden Hallis, Oniamata, oh. I think they all looked I pretty think, good. I think we can pump the brakes a little bit because once again, this was a rookie quarterback in his first game. Bates is a great defender, but Bates takes a lot of risks. So there are going to be games where Bates also hurts you back. Honestly, I see a few freaking Bengals on this defense. They also added Trey Flowers. They had it, yes. <laughs> they, they had a ton of talent throughout the free agency. All right, let's go. Our farm system is Atlanta. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> and another takeaway is it's basically what I've said throughout the offseason. It doesn't matter who the QB is for the Falcons. They will just, like, produce a really good run game and they will win by that are you concerned that tyler algier out touched b john robinson no i i kind of always expected it to be actually i expected it to be a three-way running back but cardell patterson wasn't active uh, so yeah i think they will they will split the load quite a bit between the two guys i think eventually it will be more the other way around sort of so 15 touches to algier uh 15 touches rushes to Bijan and 10 to Algier. I think it will eventually like go that way a bit more, but I don't think it's it's nothing to worry about. I think Bijan will be fine. I actually didn't hate Carolina's defense. The run defense seems to be pretty poor, but the passing defense, uh, they were put in a lot of bad spots. And I think my take earlier before the season started where they have a lot of fancy weapons, but Desmond Ritter just won't get it. There. Like Drake London didn't have a catch. Kyle Pitts had two catches. 
Desmond Ritter took 18 attempts. Like, like really? the stats are are actually even worse than, than what they show because I believe like one of his one of his passes was a screen pass that went almost to the house or to the house or something like that. So did it at like what uh, he had like 115 yards, and I believe around yeah, I think then it was like 27 yards or something was basically like a pitch and cast screen pass to Bijan or something like that. Yeah, so <laughs> his numbers are actually even worse than they look. And as I said, I think I'll, uh, I think Heineke will play somewhere down the road, but. No matter who's the QB here, I think the system in place will be this one. And I think the wide receivers and the tight ends will be involved more. They just weren't needed here, in my opinion. The running game was working. Different players keeping them all fresh. And this is what will happen. This is what I said. They would be like an annoying team to find on the schedule because it will be a grind, basically. Uh, like, this team just looks boring to me. Um... It is. <laughs> Quite boring indeed. This is it, it's the NFC Titans. Oh, I hate the Titans. So <laughs> anyway, moving on. Baltimore shellacked Houston twenty-five to nine. I I think I think actually I called Houston to win this game outright if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> He definitely <laughs> took them. Took them at least on the spread. I'm I'm not 100 percent sure if you took them to win, but I think you did. So. I'm pretty sure I did take them outright. DJ Stroud got 44 attempts and only mustered 242 yards. He didn't turn the ball over though. Um, no. I think it's obvious the Texans are bad, and CJ Stroud's gonna have to throw a lot for them to win. Um, yeah, I mean, Lamar. Uh, for all the hype, they said that this was going to be a dynamic pass attempt, a pass attack. Eh, twenty-two attempts, one hundred sixty-nine yards for Lamar, zero touchdowns, one interception. Maybe that's just because the Ravens' defense just kept stopping the Houston Texans. But I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? Again, I don't think Stroud looked bad. Uh, if we're talking about the Texans here first. I don't think he looked bad. I just think that. The old team around him isn't that good, especially on offense. Like the old line really struggled. He was getting pressure a lot, but it, he had a serviceable day. I don't think it was anything special, but he didn't look like what I expected him to look. Like I didn't expect two hundred and forty-two yards. So, but Lamar kind of disappointing. Yeah, as you said, I expected more, and I think part of it is is Andrews not being here. Yeah, that's probably part of it. But at the same time, like you think you would have attempt attempted more. Like the, it's it looks like the Ravens offense from last year. I'm yeah. sorry, it just does. Down to the injuries and all. Yeah. JK Dobbins went down again. Or yeah, is Achilles? The guy can't catch a break. Yeah. Say Flowers looks like the truth though. Yeah, he like, does. You know it doesn't though. Your oh, guy, God. Rashad Bateman. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. He's a rotation yeah. piece. I believe, like, OBJ and Zay Flowers played, like, over 90% of the snaps, basically. Yeah. Bateman was a rotation, yeah. That's unfortunate. Oh. 
and it might it might be just because he missed part of camp, but I think it uh, will it will last the whole season. I looked at yeah. the next game. Oh, is it? It is the the Bengals, isn't it? It's the Cleveland Browns. Oh, it's the Browns. Well, yes, winning. Oh no, no, no! Against okay. the Cincinnati Bengals. So I actually predicted this right, but I didn't think it would be as bad as it was. Like, oh, you weren't in the chat where I was like really depressed at like what was going on in this game. Like, I was. You were. I was. It's just bad. It was bad. So I'll I'll put a caveat to this because it was raining really bad at the start of this game. And I saw Joe Burrow like change his, like no gloves, glove, one glove, no gloves. Like I saw him trying different things. So it's obviously obvious he couldn't get like a groove and get comfortable, but this is probably the worst I've ever seen Joe Burrow play in a Bengals uniform. Yeah. We like did mention it. yeah, we did mention that it's usually a struggle for him versus the the Browns defense. Browns defense always gives him gives him hell basically. So, um, Cameron, who's in one of our league, I don't know if he sent this to a chat you're in, but he definitely sent it to me. Joe Burrow now has as many losses in his, on his career as uh, Andy Dalton did, right now. Versus the Browns or overall? Versus the Browns. Oh, okay. So you can't get away from Andy Dalton, I guess. I guess not, but <laughs> you know, I knew it would be a struggle. Like the defense, it, the the score is pretty deceiving. The defense for the Bengals looked good for like three fourths of the game, yeah. but when you start the game off, punt, 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 punt. Like the, the like you think I'm exaggerating? That's exactly how it started I off. Know, know. We punted like eight times in this game. Like, yeah, it, we, it we wasn't just, good. It, we just couldn't get anything going. So now, to be frank, I do think part of it is because, like, Burrow did miss all of all of training camp basically with the injury, so he's I getting into the groove. I don't think it's the training. I think it was more of he had a hard time gripping the ball because of the rain. Like there was a few, there was a few touchdown throws. Like I know Burrow would make, but he airmailed it. Because he couldn't grip the ball, so yeah. I don't it's know. It's probably Go just on, a mix of everything. It's it's the Browns, it's the weather, it's not playing for quite Miles a lot Garrett because of the injury. <laughs> Miles Garrett just wrecking of it. Did you see the one? The one I believe it ended up being a sack. The one where he basically started like doing crossovers and so on, basketball moves in yes. front of the of the guard, and then he just completely bypasses the guard. I, I saw one where he, like, was Orlando Brown, who was from the Chiefs, was trying to guard him, and he just, like, sprinted right through him. And I was just like, oh, God, this is not going to be good. Yeah, it's terrible. It is, it is really, really good. Although, yeah. I got to say, my main takeaway from this one, even though they won, as I mentioned to you before, it's that Deshaun Watson look, looks really bad. So, a few notes I have. Um, of it is Amari Cooper a few times was like sitting butt naked and like it was nowhere near the pass was nowhere near him like I saw a few times where Amari looked like dude what are you doing so and again 
I'm not quite weather. sure because, like I said, we can't just give Burrow the excuse that it was the rain and then not also give that as a possibility for Deshaun. And I will say Deshaun did look more confident out there than he did at the end of the season last season. Yeah, but still, I believe the weather played a part. But yeah, from what I saw, I believe he had like one good drive, which was the one that ended in him scoring a touchdown. Yes. Uh, like running. I believe that was his best drive and he looked yes, decent to good there. Yeah. Outside of that, I, I really think he looked off, especially like in that drive that ended in the Dax Hill pick. What was he looking at there? I have absolutely no clue what he saw and the ball came completely weird. So, okay. The reason the ball came completely weird is because one of our linemen actually tipped, oh, the, ball and tipped the ball and changed the trajectory of the pass. So whatever he was looking at, that ball didn't go where he was looking at. Okay, just, I, I did just see. Went right to Dax. Yeah, I did see like someone commenting that, but I I couldn't see it, so I watched the replay a few times. But I yeah, couldn't yeah. catch it. Yeah. Uh, still yeah, completely off. Because once again, I'm from Ohio, so I get the yeah, I get the game. But yeah. But yeah, and now I, they. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and now they they lost Jack Conklin as well. So. Yes. Yes, he got to, he got carted out. Was I believe he's out for a, the year. Out for the ooh. Oh yeah, I believe it's ACL and MCL tear, if I'm not mistaken, or ACL and PCL. Very yeah. bad when you get multiple L's that are torn. Yep, I believe there were two of them. So now they have to rely on the rookie, the one Jones, to replace him. I believe he was solid in the the. In the preseason games, but still, always a, a big, big hit from them to lose. Agreed. So from your, from or from your, from my disappointing game to one that should be your disappointing game because you put this team on notice. How'd the Pittsburgh Steelers do against them 49ers, Alex? Can we just fire Matt Canada once and for all, please? So the 49ers beat the Steelers 30 to 7. It wasn't particularly close at any point in this game. Like I'm pretty sure at one point it was 20 to nothing and I was just laughing. It was, it was terrible. It wasn't a good showing. <laughs> so you know all the things I said about San Francisco looking oppressive looking like no one can stop them, how it doesn't look like Brock Purdy needs to do much for them. It all just came to a forward. And, like, I actually don't know who would have won that NFC championship game if the 49ers weren't running Christian McCaffrey at quarterback during stretches of that game. I guess the Eagles. So, yeah. like, what, what's your takeaway? The Steelers' offense did not look as good as anyone projected it to be so far. I will say uh, this is probably because they started off so poorly. Kenny Pickett did end up with 46 attacks. Yeah, it, it wasn't good. <laughs> it wasn't good. It did look okay in that, in that drive that ended in a touchdown. I liked some of the things that I saw in there. But overall, the offense is terrible. And it, it's not even something where, like, it was in like constant pressure and so on. I believe like he was pressured, but a regular amount. Rock Purdy was much more pressured in my opinion. And I mean he looked fine. Purdy. Purdy looked pretty good. Pickett looked off. I don't think he was comfortable in the pocket. Uh he missed a few shots there that I that I wanted him to make. Overall, 
pretty sloppy game, but I, I think part of it comes down to the to the offensive coordinator. You know that I I'm not a big fan of Matt Canada, and it's it's looking pretty rough at this point at this moment. They also lost uh, Deontay Johnson, I believe, midway throughout the game. Yeah, is he gonna be back for next week? I know he's questionable. I believe. Uh, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen anything like of recent about him. Okay. I uh, just know it's it's down there. I mean, I did see like one stat here on on Twitter while I was scrolling there the other day. Uh, it was basically like the Steelers have played thirty six games with Matt Canada as the team's offensive coordinator. Uh, <laughs> the offense has, built, has failed to produce over 20 points in regulation in 27 of those 36 games. It's just bad, dude. Yeah, like, you, you need they, to fire Canada, come on. Well, I know I give the Falcons this crap for having all those fancy weapons and no one to throw it to, but like the Steelers are exactly that, maybe even more, because they have a lot of things you would envy. But, I don't know. So, do you know work. who the Steelers play next week? Who do they play that next week? The Cleveland Browns. Oh. Is so. that like two offenses that won't look good? So, it's just like each offense has 150 yards passing? Yeah, something like that. The game means like 10-3. It's, a, it's, a, it's a division game. But, I mean, if the Browns defense looked like the Browns defense looked against the Bengals, then the Steelers have no hope. They just I do I do want to give props to to Purdy. I was pretty I wouldn't say against him throughout the offseason, but I, I did doubt him to be as good as he was last year. And he impressed me quite a lot. I mean it wasn't I mean, an I easy game. Like I I guess maybe I'm was ahead with everyone, but I knew Purdy was gonna be okay when like he was taking shots, he looked confident, he wasn't just like game managing. He was also like trying to actively win them games, not just trying to not lose them the game. So, yeah, but I mean, the level of competition that he had last year was was pretty bad throughout the the regular season. He really didn't face that many good teams uh, until but like the it's playoffs. Also, it's also really easy to look really good when you're on a team as oppressive as the Forty Nine. Yeah, but that's what I mean. I mean. When you look at the game, he was pressured quite a bit, but he looked poised in the pocket. He, he looked, he's really smart in my opinion, and and it's something that the 49ers have been missing because, like first three, the 49ers I think they are great. When like the first read or the first like option fails, they tend to struggle. But Brock kind of like eliminates that part of it of the the Niners weaknesses because he's really smart and he will stand on the pocket and he will read the field and they've been missing someone that can do that at like a pretty high degree of reading the game I I think he he reads the game really really well and really really fast so yeah I was was pretty impressed by him I think he looked looked much much better than Pickett I think it was night and day one guy from the other and I didn't expect that so Major props to Purdy, and I think I'm starting to buy it. So, moving on from your upset alert that failed to my upset alert that succeeded, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers upsetting the Minnesota Vikings 20-17. to I'll let you start on this one since, you know, this is one I should be taking a victory lap on, so 
I'll be right back while you do a review. I'm going to go take my victory lap. <laughs> I mean, this is like one really, really weird game because if you look at the box score, it's like Kirk Cousins missed, missed basically like 11 passes on 44 attempts. He had like 344 yards, two touchdowns, only one pick. Sacks weren't anything too, like, too, too big. Had a better QB rating than Baker Mayfield. And in the end, like, <laughs> Tampa Bay just wins. I think, like, the defense really, really stepped up. Uh, I, I really, I wasn't expecting that. The defense looked really good. And they were, they were able to, to stop the, the Vikings in quite a few drives. And, like, get those, those major turnovers. Uh, Cousins did lose, like, two fumbles, I believe. So, yeah, I think it was a pretty good showing by the defense. And Baker delivered. I mean, he didn't play, like, terrible. I don't think he played, like, great either. But he played, like, that that Baker Mayfield that we know that has, like, that chip on his shoulder and so on. And he, he looks better than he did last year. So maybe it was actually, like, the shoulder. I'm still not buying that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are anything at this point. I don't think they are anything more than a... A bottom 10 team will finish like top 10 in the draft order uh, come April or May. But yeah, uh, kind of an impressive showing and it's starting to show, it's starting to, to feel like the Vikings are sort of unraveling here because one of the, the meetings last year was the, the Vikings were winning a lot of those one-score games. So th there was some regression. Uh, to, be, to be expected there this year and so far <laughs> they have lost the one score game I believe they were undefeated on those last year are you back from your victory lap? I'm sorry are you done? oh I am yeah I just got done sorry 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 I was uh, <laughs> just... oh running around with my Kirk Cousins t-shirt on you know Throwing picks, losing the ball, you know, like Kirk Cousins. I will say one thing I did notice, um, if you liked Alexander Madison, why? I think it's pretty obvious, like, after they got rid of Dalvin Cook, that they just decided, yeah, we're just going to throw it a bunch of times, dude. Like, <laughs> like what's, what's running the ball? Yeah, and it's not particularly impressive in my opinion, so... As far as the Bucks go, uh, Rashad White does not look like the savior. Baker Mayfield, he's aight. But they won. <laughs> but they won. Yeah, I think I think the defense for the Buccaneers was more impressive than the offense. That's just me personally. Yeah, Tryon Shainka looked really good. Devin White, I mean, I'm not the biggest Devin White fan here, but he, he looked pretty solid. It looked better than than most years. Uh, I mean, if this trend continues, maybe he gets paid. But yeah, Devin White and Shainka were were really impressive here in this game, and I think they they basically made the 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 Buccaneers defense, and it's a great showing by the Buccaneers basically the defense. I think the offense yeah. still isn't there and probably won't. But I mean, if this defense steps up to play every game, I mean, probably doesn't matter. So, from my upset alert being successful to talking about the thing that I hate talking about the most, um, the Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Indianapolis Colts. Yawn, boring, who cares? 
31 to 21. Go ahead. Talk were, about. You talk were about kind of sweating there a bit throughout this game, weren't when? you? What? When, when they turned the ball over for the third time? No. No, I believe it was when we were reaching like the fourth quarter and the Colts were winning. And you said something along the lines of, I'm pretty impressed that they scored 21 points. Yeah, and then I looked and saw how they got to 21, and I realized they didn't actually score 21 points. They scored 14 points, and they just got, well, I believe it was a fumble six or a pick six. Did you see that? And that's actually... how they got to 21. And that's how they got to 21. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that makes complete sense. And then they didn't get past 21, which was the most like obvious could have told you thing ever. Because I knew the Colts' offense was not giving you more than two touchdowns, Alex. Okay, so, first things first. Did you see that fumble, actually? No, I did not. <laughs> it's like, it's the dumbest play actually, ever. Like, I believe it was like a sack on Trevor Lawrence, and he fumbled it. So then Tank Bigsby is there, and he catches the ball from the ground. But instead of like running or going down, it just basically stands there with the ball in his hand. So, the, but the play isn't isn't blow that, so he's just standing there with the ball. And then the Colts defender basically strip sacks him, basically just gives him a punch on the ball. And then the first Buckner catches it and runs to the end zone. So it's one hundred percent on Bigsby. Bigsby just stands there with the ball in his hand, just waiting for something, like <laughs> looking very nonchalant. And yeah, it's the playing, dumbest play ever. For, he was playing for the Colts to get it. He wanted to give... He felt bad for the Colts. He wanted to give them a way to get to 21 points because he knew they weren't going to get there on the back of good old Anthony Richardson. I mean... Okay, so now back to the offense. Uh-huh. Anthony Richardson actually looked better. I think he looked the better of any of the rookie running uh, QBs. And I think he looked... Really amazing, I gotta say. I, I didn't expect this. Like week one, he looked damn good. I mean, he, he looked poised in the pocket. He was making throws. He wasn't like looking to run right away, uh, like some other QBs that come from like OSU and so on on other teams. Uh, and he looked pretty darn good. I gotta say, I, I was I was impressed. I liked Richardson, and I I was impressed. With his poise, with his like pocket awareness, he evaded a few sacks, which was one of his like main strengths out of college. He was one of the least sacked QBs, uh, especially because he avoided the sacks. It wasn't just because of the oh. line. So, and yeah, so I'm gonna, they I'm looked gonna good. Clap, I'm gonna clap black. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a pass on the OSU slander, but regardless <laughs> of that, so you were expecting. Anthony Richardson and the Indianapolis Colts to score less than 14 points? Is, is that what you're saying? I was expecting. I was expecting no, no. I was expecting it to score around 14 points. I was also expecting it to be more on the legs of Anthony Richardson. And no. I mean, he didn't look to run automatically. He stayed in the pocket. He went through his reads plenty of times. He, he progressed well on his reads. And he just took off in like... Like really needy situations and i mean you're talking about a team that has basically what without anthony richardson in 16 carries uh the colts generated 25 yards of rushing 
So yeah, this is yeah. like you know why? Because they didn't want to pay their running back, so they had to run out there with second, third, and fourth stringers along with Anthony Richardson because they're a dumpster fire organization. I could have told you this game was going to happen before it happened. And, and and yet they almost upset the the reigning champions of the division. They were never in threat of upsetting the stop it. Come on. It was a late touchdown by ATN that broke free on a play and they got that last touchdown. I mean, it, this game is really a lot more closer than it looks. I mean, throughout three and a half quarters, it was a one-score game. It was a three-point game until ETN scored a, a late yeah. run there. Yeah, until the Jacksonville Jaguars got past 21 points and they realized Anthony Richardson couldn't get past 14. Oh, I, I think you are you are selling low on Anthony Richardson. He looked pretty good, I gotta say. He looked more, I mean, for a guy with as little college experience as he has, he looked dynamic, he looked poised, he looked like he knew what he was doing. Unlike some other QBs. And he made the right reads, he made the throws. I mean, like the, the head coach also came out and said that basically like a few of those things went on in. Like they were super aggressive on fourth downs and so on that caused some turnovers. And it's it's a learning curve for, for the team. Like the team isn't great. The weapons, I mean, team isn't great. Um, you, you tell say it ain't so. The team isn't great. Yet they, I mean, I, I still stand by my preseason take that they will basically have what? What did I say? Was it like eight wins? It was seven or eight wins. Yeah, this team will have seven or eight wins. Unrealistic. That's what I. Know. Yeah, yeah, they will have seven or eight wins. Trust it. I I was actually excited about this game. I think. He looked pretty good. He looked better than I expected. Stop it. So, uh, other gonna... one thing that I was wrong, though, I gotta say, one thing that I was wrong, Calvin Ridley. I mean, okay, I didn't expect that. Uh, I've, I was expecting him to be a lot more sluggish. Uh, I, I didn't expect him to be this good. The dude looked phenomenal on the field, running great rounds, very crisp rounds. Fully yeah, the, the DBs. He really, I mean, he really showed Kenny Moore what's what. I mean, Kenny Moore is pretty good. Oh, He's a man. pretty good corner. So, yeah, pretty, pretty surprised by Calvin Ridley, actually. And thanks, Bigsby, just gets all of the goal line work, I guess. So, props we'll to see. him. Let, let's see Calvin Ridley when he places, like, an actual NFL team. Oh, by the way, did you see who was the second most targeted wide receiver for the Colts? Or the player for the Colts? Who? Pittman? No. He was first by like four targets. Yeah. But Josh who Downs. was the second one? Josh Downs. My guy, Josh Downs. Oh, stop it. Oh, yeah. You better believe it. He will be, he will be a menace until the, the, the year is done. Yeah, I can't wait for that Josh Downs breakout game. Get out of here. <laughs> so the next one <laughs> is one I think both of us predicted right, but I'm not going to lie for like three-fourths of this game. I was like, I'm in danger. Um, <laughs> the Washington Commanders beat the Arizona Cardinals in what I would describe as the earliest tank bowl I've ever seen. Um, Stop it. 
Josh down. Josh, I the the strategy of wait until like hours before the game to announce your starter actually seemed to work with Josh Downs for at least a half. <laughs> I, did the Cardinals even score an offensive touchdown? The Cardinals didn't even score an offensive touchdown and got to 16 somehow. I don't care how they got there. Um, the commander. It was an awful game. <laughs> I don't know how they got to 16, and honestly, I don't want to know how they got to 16. I think it was it was a fumble uh, by Howell that was returned for a touchdown. I believe that was seven, and then they were field goals, I believe. I'm not sure. It it was one of the games that I paid the least attention to. So <laughs> what the one with your boy Sam Howell in it? I thought I thought you'd be chipping at the bits to get Sam. Howell. No 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 no. Sam Howell actually looks poised from what I saw. Oh stop it! I mean, for a fifth round rookie playing like his second game, he basically ever. And he didn't look bad. Did he look bad? I don't think he looked bad. He played. You, you know, look back. And you know who, who didn't get anything, despite we're. I mean, we have been told that he isn't good, that the team doesn't like him. Yet we seem to to always want to make him be a thing. You know who who was basically an unfactor. Who's that? Antonio Gibson. Yeah, he was. Yeah, with you his ten yards. Also, you know who also was basically a non-factor. Who? Terry McLaurin. Uh, I mean, he had like three times the, the the amount of yards that Antonio Gibson had. So, no, no, three times. No, I'm mean, sorry. He had like ten yards more. I'm sorry. I'm just you know, they looked pretty good outside of Sam Owl, of course. Brian Robinson. <laughs> uh, Brian Robinson I... didn't look that good. What are you talking about? He caught one pass. He averaged yeah. three yards a carry. No one yeah. on, no one on that commander's running machine attack looked good. I, I don't, I don't get what you, what, what are you looking for? Are you? He looking... did have twenty. And to be frank, like I think we are, we are being a bit too, too aggressive on the Cardinals. It's still the worst team in the league, but I think part, most of it is the offense because I think the defense will be, will be actually like decent. So, let's. Hold on there a bit, but yeah, I think he looked he looked better than he looked at the start of last season after being shot, and he clearly is like the guy in that backfield. For now, so I actually think. Then again, I don't know who's gonna usurp him. Are you gonna give Antonio Gibson a go? Give Chris Rodriguez Jr. guy? <laughs> Antonio Gibson clearly not. Just stop making him. Stop trying to make him a thing. So. Uh, but yeah, I, I think like the commanders, the defense played better than I expected. Uh, the offense, I, I liked what I saw in some of the parts from that offense. I think I they were. There's a few like things that you need to to fix. Like somehow looked poised and he he looked. It didn't look like the NFL was too much for him. But still, some turnovers on the on the fumble that need to be fixed, he can be doing that, basically. It wasn't, like, his best game, but it was his second NFL start, so an up-and-down an, an up and down game, and I don't think it's it's anything to worry about. I think he will be fine, and I think he will be he will be better than 
Will he be better than like every QB in that class? I don't even know what QBs was in his class. I mean, the QBs in his class were Desmond Ritter. Uh, well, I think I think he looks better than Desmond Ritter. Uh, Kenny Pickett. Did he look better than Kenny Pickett? Probably. Are you talking about the crap class? He was part of the crap class. Okay. Yes, it was. He was drafted last year, so yeah. Kenny Pickett. Uh, who was the other guy? There were like five guys drafted, and I'm just like remembering three. Uh, it wasn't Malik. Malik was the year. Was it Malik? I'm pretty sure Malik was in there because we were hyping him up, and he got like fifth round draft capital. <laughs> That was and it was Matt Corral, wasn't it? Yep, Matt Corral. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's probably right now the best QB out of all of those. And he was a fifth round draft pick. Given time, I think I think he will be fine. Sam Howell will be the best QB out of that class. Oh boy. And you he he was the one drafted Christian the latest. What? The Christian Ponder it's it's like the Blake Bortles Christian Ponder class. Oh, you think none of them will be good? Yeah. <laughs> Give Howell some time. I think by, by end of the season, you'll be surprised. Trust him. Trust the process. <laughs> All right. I mean, if you want to jump on a, a on a game that you might have to hit some crowbar on, let's jump on the Saints. How Why did that... I, they won. That, yeah, they won. How did that high-power offense look like? They played the most boring team in the NFL. Yeah, I, I, I quite I quite remember you saying that this game would be a complete rout and that they would be throwing like bombs every game and the, like they would look amazing. Their car would be would look otherworldly because it's the Titans and the Titans are terrible. Yet they went by one, and they didn't like break sixteen points. Beside, uh, despite the fact that Ryan Tannehill threw like three interceptions. I don't want to to have you explain how good this Saints offense does look in the Listen, they didn't look that bad. Derek Carr was 23 for 33. He actually passed 300 passing yards, which is more than you can say for any other quarterback we discussed so far. Is it? My, bo- my boy Chris Olave did his thing. Like you mean my boy, Chris Olave. No. Chris Olave. <laughs> I I am the Chris Olave stan. Stop. No, no, no. You traded him in the league that matters. You can say you can say, oh well what happened? They didn't look explosive. Chris Olave only had hundred and twelve yards. Rashid Shahid only had eighty nine. Michael Thomas had sixty one. Like they were throwing it. It's mm-hmm. just they were Mm-hmm. And they had similar problems as the Raiders. They didn't, you know, convert it into touchdowns. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, especially there was also like, I, I recall this one play, like in the red zone, and I was like, hmm, seems like I I talked about this, which was basically like they got into the red zone and Derek Carr looked completely clueless what he was doing, like panicked in the pocket, uh, like rolled out made a completely stupid play that ended up being incomplete. So, yeah, that's the, the red zone there, a card that we know and love. And, yeah, I mean, 16 points on what was, like, 
the worst secondary or one of the worst secondaries last year in football. Pretty good showing for your like hair rate offense. Give give us give us a shootout, put us in a shootout. We'll be fine. Okay. We we shall see. Do you have anything else to point out in this game besides the fact that Ryan Tannehill might be listed? Ryan Tannehill, my boy Will Levis is gonna come in sooner than you think. I'm telling you. Did you see that he he, he didn't even suit up? Malik Willis was the two. I'm telling you. Will Levis will be will be starting for in the Titans uniform before the season is up. I, I book that. She can't even beat out the guy who basically like had a start and didn't throw Stop pass. It. <laughs> Are you this. even that good? Stop it! He's got this. <laughs> so here's yeah, what I, I, I actually, I actually just to just to mention up this to finish up this rent and hill thing. I actually don't think like anyone else will start unless he gets an injury. I think he has done too much for this team and like Vrabel likes him too much. So yeah, I think better days will come for him, I, I believe. Like the Saints have, have a better defense than I was giving them credit for. We're winning the division. You are not, uh, because the Falcons are still here. No. The Falcons are a better version of this Titans team that you faced, and you couldn't even score like twenty points on them. No, <laughs> we're, we're we're running the we're running the Falcons up. All right, so on to a game that we both predicted incorrectly. This is gonna hurt you. Did you watch this game from start to finish, Rams Seahawks? I missed like part of it, like the start, the very start. Then I so I missed the best oh. part for me. <laughs> I yeah, just. Even- yeah, I watched this put up like two yards of offense. So really good. So the Rams absolutely stomped the Seahawks thirty to thirteen. Um, Cam Akers looks bad. Matthew Stafford still looks like Matthew Stafford, except one through one two throw it to Cooper Cup turned into one two somehow throw it to Puka Nuka. Nakua, Nakua, my bad. Nikua. And Tutu Atwell. So I, I don't even know. I don't, I don't know how this Rams team performed this well. So, okay. so I'm a bit biased here because I'm a Seahawks fan. And but yeah, like first half, I don't think we looked bad. We were like we went to the half winning. Uh, we looked okay to good. I don't think it was anything special, but it's the Rams. Like the the Rams always give us trouble, no matter the team that they have. Even in the Jeff Fisher years, they always give us gave us trouble. And then we come out in the second half and we lose both starting tackles. So Gino is constantly under pressure. We get like two yards of offense, and then like on the other side, we basically get no pressure on the Rams. Like our press rusher is non-existence, and we don't have Jamar. Um, Jamal Adams or Devin Witherspoon. So yeah, it went. It goes bad. It goes south really quick. And I'm actually willing to throw this as a basically like complete outlier of a game. I don't think we will look this bad, and I don't think the Rams will look this good anytime soon. I think it was just an unfortunate division game versus the one team that gives us a whole lot of trouble. 
And then, yeah, out of nowhere, they have, like, Pukanakua and Tutu Atwell. Like, Tutu Atwell is smaller than me, basically. Tutu Atwell is probably, well, isn't he, like, six, five, like, six or five, seven, and weights, like, 140 pounds? So he's in high school out there who, like, gets gets 119 yards versus our defense. Pretty good, yeah. So I'd say that's pretty embarrassing. So um, I will say something that we've talked about previously. Kenneth Walker got 12 rushes while Zach Charbonnet only got three. Let's look at targets. Zach Charbonnet looks like he didn't get a single reception and Kenneth Walker got four. Granted for yeah. only three yards, but yeah. Yeah. One, one of them, I believe, was like for minus six yards. So uh, still led the team in targets. Kenneth Walker led the team in carries. Carbonet had like two for two basically until like the last few plays in the game, in which he got like nine yards on a carry. So yeah, this is the Kenneth Walker show. I've always said this would be the Kenneth Walker show. That Carbonet is too scared to even compete with Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker will dominate the touches, and he is he looked good. I mean, explosive. Got a few a few good plays in there. A few, not like breakaway, like completely breakaway runs, but like good runs. And yeah, I think it will be the, the Kenneth Walker show here. And better days will come for this offense. Or at least I'm just being too optimistic and Gino Smith will revert back to the Jets days. Let's hope not. I mean, Stay he tuned. Was 16 for 26 for only a He barely broke 100 yards passing in today's yeah. NFL. And like so, almost all of those were in the first half, so... <laughs> I think I, I, if not mistaken I think we had two yards of offense in the second half or at one point like very close to the end of the game we had two yards of offense oh, that sounds like as bad as what I was experiencing with the Bengals yeah pretty much but at least I had like hope in the first half you just basically like lost all of hope in like the first quarter So yeah, are you still there? Did you just like fall off? Yeah, I think Angela is probably just crying in the corner right now. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Sorry. So <laughs> the depression is actually very exciting. This is probably the most exciting game of the week. No, that's the Miami next. Dolphins at Chargers, and they beat the Chargers. 36 to 34. It, I mean, it was a great freaking game, dude. <laughs> like, Tua had almost 500 yards passing. Herbert, not as much, but Eckler looked electric. Joshua Kelly, like the run game for the Chargers looked amazing. The pass game for the <laughs> Dolphins looked amazing. Like, what do you got? That last touchdown to to Tyreek was, goddamn, was that something? Oh, where he dotted it in like the back of the end zone, like in the bread basket, like yeah. total dot. I mean, Tua looks amazing, dude. I told you, the only thing that can stop Tua is injuries, and I, like, I went into this season drafting a lot of Tua because I wasn't going to just assume that he's going to get injured. Because this offense, like, there's a reason I picked the Dolphins to be the number one seed in the AFC. If Tua is healthy, 
Book it. It's happening. The thing is, do they even have a defense at this point? I mean, they got Jalen Ramsey. No, he's hurt right now. So at this point, oh, they, I don't think they have a defense. Yeah, I think he will miss like close to half of the season. So. Yeah, I kind of like. I don't know. I don't think there's much to say here. Tua looked downright amazing. Uh, he was making plays all over the field. He was throwing dimes. Justin Herbert. I mean, Justin Herbert didn't look bad, but I don't think he also looked like anything to write home about. Uh, he failed to get like that last scoring drive. I don't. I actually like don't think the um, the Dolphins. Uh, Basically, led a single. Basically, were in the lead of the game at any point where they were on offense, which is pretty impressive here. They were basically always trailing until the last point of the game. So yeah, pretty impressive. Tua looked amazing. This offense looked amazing. Uh, Tyreek Hill dominated here, two hundred and fifteen yards. He basically said he wanted to to be the first player to break the two thousand yard in the season, and he's like ten percenter. So. Major props to him. He looks completely unbelievable, completely unwearable. And for the, I mean, for the Chargers, they, they scored like thirty-four points, and yet it seems sort of underwhelming because the offense didn't look like great or anything. They looked okay. The defense looked abysmal, though. They allowed five hundred and thirty-one yards of offense. It's completely like it's unsustainable. You you basically can't be allowing that sort of of output. So, and JC Jackson had like one really dumb play, like to to I believe it was a third down for the the Dolphins, and he basically like threw a to a through like a desperation play, like close to an El Mary. And it would be incomplete, and like JC Jackson just pushes a guy on the back, and it's a API, a pass interference. It's completely dumbheaded play. He's, he's not been great yet for the Chargers so far. Yeah, I generally agree with what you're saying. I, I don't know. I'm just infatuated with Miami. I love the offense, I'm concerned about the defense. Um, the Chargers. I did not expect Herbert. I'm not going to lie. I expected Herbert to come out guns ablaze, and I did not expect the ground and pound dynamic that they had, and they relied on their running backs a lot. Yeah, 16 carries each. Yeah. Dude. To Kelly and Eckler, yeah. Yeah, dude. Like they Over 40, 40, yard, 40 carries, basically, in the game. Very I missed surprising. part. I missed part of what you were saying. Did you did you get to get throw shade at Quentin Johnston? Oh, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, okay. Well, uh, there yeah. you go. go. Throw your shade at Quentin Johnston because, if I'm not mistaken, Mike Williams got hurt during that game. Oh, he got hurt. I believe so. Yeah, I do believe he, he came back though eventually. But yeah, Quentin Johnston, three targets, two catches, nine yards. Is this what I was supposed to be impressed about? I don't know. I, I barely saw him on the field, so I'm not sure. I'm not even sure if one of those targets weren't dropped. Let's hope not, for his sake. Because like <laughs> one game one drop would be like he would be on pace for sixteen, seventeen drops. Stop. 
If one of them goes down, Quentin Johnston suddenly has a lot on his plate. That's all. Uh, I mean, at this point, it might just be like the third running back gets like another 16 carries. Shade. Remember when we thought that Kellen Moore would be was basically the guy who who didn't want to to run the ball in Dallas and that not Dallas would be so much more conservative, and now he comes to the Chargers and has like two guys running for sixteen times. Is <laughs> it that? Is it that? Is the passing the scheme for Kellen Moore, or is it that he saw the weak front of the Dolphins compared to his front? And he decided to attack with his with the, with the running backs. Like I could I could see I could see games where Herbert's gonna throw it forty plus times. I'm just saying I, I see that in the future. I know. I look at this this Dolphin secondary, and I mean, if I'm looking at all the units, like before the game, I would have said like the one to target would be the secondary. So I'm not sure. I mean, he clearly saw something there because they had over 200 yards of rushing offense. But I mean, pre-game, I would have said that their game plan, their game plan, would have clearly been to attack the the pass and to go pass heavy because, like, that defense is that secondary is really depleted of talent since Jalen went down. So yeah, I I believe like one of their top corners is your guy Eli Apple. So. Well. <laughs> You know, you know, you're struggling when Eli Apple is out there. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, let's hope better days are ahead. Let's hope. Either way, very entertaining game. I'm looking forward to both Miami and the Chargers in the future. Um, oh, time to victory lap again. <laughs> let's go. This one Green... we can both victory lap. Yep. The Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears. Should we talk about how the Green Bay Packers once again are better than the Bears in almost every facet of football and how this shouldn't have been basically a pick'em? <laughs> this was such a dumb line. I mean, I don't understand the Bears life that was basically like built throughout the offseason. It's like one of the worst. It's the worst team in the league. And then they had like a few pieces on defense, like a few inside linebackers and like DJ Moore. And we all of a sudden it's supposed, it's supposed to be like a nine team. Everything's fixed. Everything's what? fine. Everything's fine. The Bears are great now. Yeah, yeah. Justin Fields is, is amazing. I mean, everything is fixed now that he has DJ Moore, right? Right? Everything. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the Packers looked looked great. I mean, the defense looked great. The offense looked like it was on point. Jordan Love had like a few like really great plays that I saw. I saw one one play that I really liked, where it basically like completely faked one of the the two inside linebackers that the Bears got this offseason, Terrell Edmonds. He completely faked him with his eyes and then went the other way. I believe it was for the tight end of Romeo Dobbs. I'm not one hundred percent sure, but it was a beauty of a play, really well executed by by Jordan Love. Probably a better throw than Justin Fields ever threw, so. And yes, this is why I'm saying, this is why I invested so much in the Packers, because what I, I've said this multiple times, the Packers are the perfect situation for any quarterback. Like if you were just going to get dropped in to a situation, the Packers are that situation you want to get dropped into and Jordan Love sat for three years. So he knows generally what 
what? Why am I drawing a blank on the coach? Cliff Kings, not Cliff Kingsbury. No, Matt, Matt LaFleur. LaFleur. Matt LaFleur wants to do. So, like, come on. And he executed did, pretty well. How did you not see this coming? Justin Fields, once again, the Bears have decided to make a corpse of Justin Fields. He threw it 37 times. He only mustered 200 yards. He was their best rusher by far. Once again, like, I don't know. I'm out. I, I, I feel bad for Justin Fields, dude. No, 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 no. Come on, come on, come on. I do. We have to be frank here. We have to be frank here. Let's stop with all of the excuses. Yeah, the game plan wasn't oh, brilliant. Excuses. No, 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 no. Come on, come on. They had Khalil Herbert averaging three rushes a care. Uh, stop it. This isn't a good team. Stop it. Okay, so no, it isn't a good team. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I never I forget, said it like, wasn't a good team. Okay, you didn't say it was a good team, but like plenty of folks will be defending Justin Fields because, oh, it's the offensive coordinator. Oh, it's the team. Oh, it's the offensive line. Oh, it's the defense. Those, those folks weren't saying like the team was terrible before the season, but I sort of forget when we should like call it the uh, blame Justin Fields or when we should blame the team. I, I believe like 90% of the it time we blame the team, honestly, but I didn't get the script. Point, it, honestly, at this point, it doesn't matter if it's Justin Fields' fault or not. After this coach gets fired, Justin Fields will be not extended and he will be gone. Like, I don't think it matters. I don't think he will be the quarterback next season. I, I, I have to go on this like small little rant on Justin Fields because it's something that really bothers me here. Like we completely discard every other QB from that class. Well, those that failed already, like the Lance and the Wilson. We say it's basically on them that they didn't perform. But like we we rarely like give any blame to the to the system around them and so on because I mean they have weapons. For example, just uh, Zach Wilson. He had Garrett Wilson. Never mind that he had like pretty bad offensive coordinator or bad O line. I mean he had Garrett Wilson. He had every every reason to succeed. But now, I mean, we gave Justin Fields, we gave him DJ Moore, we added the tackle in the draft, like top 15, top 10 pick in the draft. We gave him that as well. You did lose, you did lose Tevin Jenkins, to be frank. But yeah, it comes out, it looks terrible. Uh, everything he does is basically like throw screens because the coaching staff doesn't trust him to do anything else. When the coaching staff allows him to do something else, I mean, he throws that pick six, which is... I mean, if if any of the other QBs like Zach Wilson, for example, did that, uh, I wouldn't stop getting notifications about it. But I mean, it's just in field, so we basically like say, ah, uh, the, the excuses that I hear is that is, I mean, he isn't bad. He's just not good yet, and the jury is still out on him. And I mean, like it's all of these excuses about him. He's bad. He's terrible. He doesn't play well. I mean, in that pick six, he's like completely locking down on DJ Moore. Who's running an out route. DJ oh. Moore breaks off his route. That ball has to come out. He doesn't throw it. Gets scared. Throws a pick six because his footwork is all messed up. And he he basically like locks down on Darnell Mooney. And he throws a pick six <laughs> to Quay Walker. He's terrible. He's bad. He's a bad player. He's a bad QB. And I mean, he's out of the league next season. He will be a backup somewhere. Yes, I mean, he progresses the game, like, at the same speed that he progressed when he was a rookie. He's not good. I mean, all of the, the, the things that were wrong with him in college are still wrong with him right now. He's not good. Stop it. It will never happen. 
will I'm, say I okay. I will say this to Justin Fields' defense. So when you're a running quarterback, you're given a little bit more of a leeway because of the rushing upside. If you develop as a passer, then you become Lamar Jackson. You become Justin Fe- Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts. So I think we naturally give people who can run a little bit more of a leash. And Justin Fields wasn't in the same situation as Trey Lance, where the Bears were expecting to compete immediately. Yes. Trey Lance got beat out by Brock Pretty because Brock Pretty while he doesn't have the rushing upside as Trey Lance, he facilitates winning for the 49ers, and that's what they need with everything they have. They don't have time to wait for Trey Lance to develop. The Chicago Bears absolutely have time for Justin Fields to develop. Now, I agree he hasn't developed the way I would hope, but I think for people who defend him, they're more or less waiting for that that Jalen Hurts-like leap if that makes sense <laughs> i'm serious there's absolutely no way it takes a chill and earth sleep because the chill and earth sleep not only came with like a top three or top five wide receiver in the league in aj brown while like dj moore for all that he's good at is probably like closer to top 15 to top 20 plus chill and earth before he got dj brown he i mean he didn't have a good season i, I don't think so but like the indicators were there. There were some advanced analytics that pointed towards him being like at least good if he got the pieces. Maybe we could take that step forward. No, no one expect. At least I didn't expect him to take that big of a leap. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Justin Fields is in a completely different world. I mean, we're talking about a guy here who has basically like in his first two seasons he has three three thousand yards passing, and we basically give him a pass because he runs. It's, it's basically because we play fantasy football. Like A lot of people play fantasy football right now, so we, lo- we look at him because he has all of that rushing upside. We look at him with like rose-colored glasses when we really shouldn't. I mean, he's terrible. He's a terrible QB. I mean, the, the stats don't even give him justice because like he ended the, season, the, the game with 216 yards. I mean, midway throughout the fourth, he had 140 yards passing. He's not good. He's not a good player, and I, I, don't, I don't see how he can even develop like we don't see any path forward and you said like he hasn't developed his progressions as you expected he hasn't developed his progressions period he he still reads the game terribly and he still like progresses through his reads terribly and he just doesn't process the game at the right speed i mean it's it was his issue at ohio state like we can blame the o-line and all we want for the sacks and so on he was still one of the most set qbs uh from ohio state like compared to like cj Stroud and Dwayne askins that played around the same time as he did he was by far the most set qb out of those three because that's an issue that he has he had it in college he has it in the pros he looks terrible he's a bad qb i'm done you're done. Let's move on to the next game. Oh god. The Packers look great though. The Packers do look great. Alright. Let's talk no, about No, I'm gonna take my victory lap. Let's talk about the Raiders and let's talk about the Broncos. Uh, the Raiders beat the Broncos seventeen to sixteen. Go ahead and talk about it. No no, I'm just gonna take my victory lap here a bit. So uh, Yeah. See you in a bit. So, okay, so I get to go on a little rant. Okay, perfect. So um 
I will say that uh, Russ continues to look disappointing. Like, his efficiency was decent, I guess, 27 for 34, 177 yards, two touchdowns. But you had 34 attempts, you mustered 170. That that tells me that he was, like, just checking it down, and that totally makes sense because his top target was freaking Samaj P. Ryan. So that that checks out. Um, and Javante. And Javante. <laughs> they combined so, for 10 targets. So they did pass it more than I thought. Jimmy Garoppolo looks like a dart-worthy quarterback. The Broncos' defense looks fine. The Broncos' offense still doesn't look fine. This looks like a Broncos game from last year, unfortunately. Jimmy Garoppolo did fine. Man. Okay. So now that I'm back... I shouldn't have never put faith in the de- in the damn Broncos. You shouldn't. It, it's a repeat of last year. I mean, sh- the Raiders kind of always give them trouble like these last few years. They always give the Broncos some trouble. And, I mean, McDaniels did did, did his job, basically. He got the QB that he wanted. It looked rough for a few, few parts of the game. But at the end of the day, Jimmy Garoppolo won them the game. That's what Russell didn't do. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo took off with that ball uh, to get like that first down. Who won them the game? Who sealed the game? That's all you need to do. I mean, he beat Russ in passing yards. He had 200 yards passing. Russell had 177. And he had a better yards per attempt. So, yeah, two touchdowns since Russ. He did have one pick. But, I mean, he looked fine. <laughs> it looked how good as I expected him to look. Uh, and then, yeah, at receiving, Jacoby Myers looked pretty darn good until he got his red ripped off. And then Devontae Adams also looked, looked like Devontae Adams. He looked good. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say about this offense. It's just that they will be like a good offense. I, I don't know how anyone expected them to look like that much worse when you go from Carr to, to Garoppolo. Because it's Let's be clear. They didn't look like a good offense. They scored 17 points. Let's oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, because I thought they, they looked like a good offense since the Saints looked like a good offense and they scored 16. I thought I could say the same about the Raiders. I'm sorry. Listen, listen. You you know scored more points than Derek Carr yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> listen. Yeah. I'm listening. The Saints flung it a lot more than the Raiders ever thought about doing in this game. The Saints mm-hmm. were trying to win the game. The Raiders were trying to not lose this game, and you could tell. Yet, Jimmy Garoppolo had one more touchdown than their car. Hmm. Interesting. And I believe he had a better QB rating than their car. Interesting as well. Maybe they are just pretty similar type of QBs. Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't throw it as much, but he's he's much more efficient with the ball. I don't know. I think it's it's, it's going to be like the same offense as last year. It won't be a bad offense. It will be an okay offense. Okay to good. The defense didn't look bad. Or maybe it's just because they're facing the Broncos at this point. I don't know. Javante did look good, though. Javante, I mean, coming out from that uh-huh. knee injury, looked, looked good. But yeah... <laughs> I'm pretty excited about the, the Raiders. I think like the Raiders are not a bad team. Stop it. 
I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, dude. You really like undermine the, the the Raiders here. You put your faith in the Denver Broncos. Come on, you know better than that. Uh, can we move on to a game that's a little less depressing? Oh, by the way, did you see who actually got targets in that Broncos team? Because Portland's with Judy out, yeah, it was basically like Kirtland Sutton had like five targets, and then the other wide receiver, uh, it was Brendan Johnson with three. You know, <laughs> like they basically didn't play Marvin Mims; they played him like twenty snaps. Yeah, I have if no you're clue Marvin. Why. I don't know. I don't know why. They played a little I, short of the Numfrey ahead of him. I don't know why the Broncos do what the Broncos do at this point. I'm just sad at it. Yeah. It's just sad. <laughs> Moving on. A game that was surprisingly better than I thought it would be. and I'm actually looking really looking forward to the Patriots. I probably am going to be wrong about them this year, but they... Lost to the Eagles 25 to 20. It did not, it was not an embarrassing loss by any stretch of the imagination. They had multiple opportunities late to actually win the game. They just couldn't get it done. What do you got to say about the new and improved, you know, Patriots offense now that they're not being run by a defensive coordinator? A mix of coordinators. Don't forget that Joe Judge had some input in that offense. Not for a bit. I mean, yeah, I think Mac Jones looked good. What you got? I don't know. I think I think Mac I Jones know. looked pretty good. I think now that he has an actual offensive coordinator in Josh McDaniels and Josh McDaniels and Bill O'Brien, I think he will have a pretty good season. I mean, three hundred and sixteen passing yards, yep. three touchdowns, one interception. The run game. I mean, the run game. They kind of struggled. The Eagles front seven kind of took care of that. They had like around sixty yards running without Mac Jones. Eagles yeah. dominates everyone. That's the problem. Yeah. Jalen Carter had an amazing game to start as a rookie. He looks great. But yeah. yeah, Kendrick Bourne, which like for some reason Matt Patricia and Joe Judge didn't use last year. He was barely used. He's like their wide receiver one, apparently. Eleven targets here, six catches, sixty-four yards, two touchdowns. I mean Kendrick Bourne looked great. Hunter yeah, Henry had like that great acrobatic catch there. Ezekiel Elliott oh, yeah, had seven targets. Yeah, on fourth down, exactly. It was a pretty darn good catch. I mean, and it was a close game. They had a chance to win it. He had like that late throw. I'm not sure who actually was that throw to. I'm not sure if it was if it was to Keishon Butte. Was it to Keishon Butte? I'm not sure. But yeah, they basically like tried to convert the fourth down down late in the game. Multiple I mean, if they, actually. yeah. They converted the first one, and I believe in the second one it was like short one yard. No, no, it wasn't short one yard. Uh, the receiver like didn't have the second foot inbound. But Mac Jones did the play. The wide receiver just didn't come down with it, and it would have been a first down. He looked poised. He looked great, in my opinion. And yeah, versus a very difficult opponent here in the Philadelphia Eagles. The offense didn't look great for the Eagles, but the defense really was stopped. I will say something the Patriots did because Jalen Hurts likes to take those shots, like those 50-50 ball one-on-one shots with Smith and Brown. And it seems like, like at least when I was watching, it seemed like every time he went for those, there was a second guy there to help with the coverage. Yeah. I mean, 
it's a bit it's a bit Belichick like defense. They will, those will always be good. So. Yeah. Did no, you see I... who, who actually was the the running back one for the Eagles? Kenneth Gainwell. Kenneth Gainwell. Did you see who was inactive? Rashad Penny. <laughs> and the Andre Swift Swift had like one carry for three yards, and then he yep. he was targeted twice, and in the second target he completely like messed up the the catch. So yeah, it's the Kenneth Gainwell show apparently. It's rough. It's, it's... Yeah, but but the Patriots look great in my opinion. Uh, I think the offense will, will will be fun, and I mean next next week it will be versus the Miami Dolphins. I'm excited for that. Yeah, I mean that's going to be a good game. That's going to be will. a really good game for sure. Especially considering the Dolphins have no defense, so they're going to have to score points again. It looks like we'll see. We'll see how that goes. So it it will at, certainly be a better game than the one we are about to talk next. We're at the end. Uh, are you sure? Okay. So the last game on the docket is the Dallas Cowboys absolutely shellacking the four the New York Giants forty to nothing. Um, I hate to say this, and I've said this multiple times today. That was the most concerning forty nothing win I think I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> It was there. First, I, I have to start by saying this that and like it was the those, Cowboys defense. It was the Cowboys yeah. defense. And I have to start to say that like these games for me are start like one something a.m. and finish at like around four a.m. So I, I was up until four a.m. watching a team score zero points. It was terrible, dude. I mean, to start the game, it actually looked like it would be a competitive game. I mean, the Giants had a pretty good draft to start out. Then, like, Danny Dimes, Danny Yikes, probably at this point. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> Just completely fumbles the snap. Uh, Micah downs him. And then, like, the the field goal is returned for the touchdown. And at that point, it's, it's basically over. They won the game there. The Giants look completely out of it. Couldn't do anything else on the offense. And whenever something, like, tried to happen... Like, for example, the catch by, who was it? Uh, Paris Campbell, uh, that catch that then, like, became a fumble. Uh, there was, like, that one Cowboys defender that forced the fumble. Yeah, at that point, it, it was over. I mean, the Giants looked completely out of it. The only, like, shining spots in that offense was probably, like, Saquon and Waller. Waller probably looked better than Saquon, I guess. Waller had some some pretty nice catches and was the only part of the offense that actually moved the needle. But yeah, Giant, uh, Giants' defense didn't look good, but they were on the field at all the time. The Dallas Cowboys' defense, I mean, talk about a defense. That's probably the better defense that we saw this weekend. That was a masterclass, dude. <laughs> and they were I mean... relentless as well. They really were. I, I I wouldn't want to play the Cowboys. And are you concerned about the Dallas offense with Dak getting only twenty four attempts and only having one hundred forty three yards? Because no, I am. Just, no, it I, was I, just like the game, basically. If you think the game script was just don't yeah. even bother. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I mean, the defense scored a ton of points. They scored what? What? 
Discord 14 at least. Discord 14 points, the defense, and stop them basically whenever they wanted. There was just no point in passing. I even thought that they basically like, I didn't expect them to play in the fourth quarter. I thought it would, it would be done. And then the Giants just throw Daniel Jones out there for, I don't know, some sort of weird punishment. And he just gets sacked <laughs> over and over again. The poor guy was, was taking the beating. He was sacked seven times. He was. It was terrible. <laughs> it was like watching some sort of weird, like, I don't know. I don't know how you how, how you even define what we saw last night. It was a one-way street game. A total last whooping. So let's expect, punched. let's expect like this doesn't happen today, tonight, I guess. What against the uh... the Bills and the Jets? Let's hope it's a better game than last night. I don't know. We'll see. On paper, it's... it will be. Yeah. I'm I I want to see that Jets defense this year because they are hyping themselves up like they are the they are up next. Meanwhile, in like. I don't know when's the game. It's like in two hours, basically from now. Yeah, it will hours. be. It will be like a ten-seven game or something. It will be like one true defensive master field of a game. I actually think that yeah. will be possible. <laughs> There's a, a pretty darn good chance that it's it's what happens. What's that? Say it again. No, I was saying that it, there's a pretty darn good chance that it's a very low-scoring game, like a fourteen ten game or something. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked at this point. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think that would kind of ruin the hype because, like, at at the same time, like I understand Aaron Rodgers is getting older and he runs a more precision offense. But at the same time, it's Josh Allen versus Aaron Rodgers. So you want to see points being scored. Oh, so you think the script will come into play? Yep. They will be ended the script to not play like the Jets and the Bills actual defense will play? Yep. Okay, I got it. The fix is in then. The fix is in. You gotta go back the over. Be like a 31-28, yeah! Especially yes, after last night. <laughs> The fix is definitely in. But yeah, yes, the, uh, do you even have anything else to say on the Giants game? The Giants look terrible. Like, what, what do you want me to say? Will it just be a fluke? Or do you actually think, like, they totally came down to earth and they are the team that we expected them to be last season? Uh, that That's a good question. I'm not sure how I feel about the Giants moving forward. Uh, I got I got to give it till next week. We'll see because I I did say after watching the Bengals Browns, like if this doesn't motivate the Bengals, I don't know what will. It's kind of the same with the Giants. If this doesn't motivate you, then you're in trouble. So yeah, yeah because like the thing with me is like the first try looked really good. Like they they looked like they were in motion. The running game was working. Daniel Jones was making plays, running with, running with the ball, uh, making passes. I mean, the offense looked good. I mean, I thought they would be scoring a touchdown. The first touchdown of the game would be theirs. And then, like, the fumble and the the blocked field goal for a touchdown happens. 
and it's lights out. They completely like disappear. So yeah, I think it's they probably weren't that that well prepared after that and like that took a toll mentally. So they just completely crumbled. So it doesn't bode well for like the team mentality when it goes down the the later parts of the season. But I think it it might have just been a small fluke, and maybe they looked a bit better last uh, next next week. We'll see. I guess you all have to tune in next week and or to next Tuesday and find out. Yeah, next next Tuesday we will be doing the fantasy show, and we will be we'll be going back to the, to our picks of the games. So the basically that, we are missing one game. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to recap the game. We're going to do some of our fantasy relevant topics and there's quite a few and we're going to predict that's going to be a long show, dude. (laughs) We might have to to pick up on some things really quick. That might be two hours. We'll see though. Okay. But let's wrap this up today because I think we've, we've been going on pretty close to two hours now with this one. So, if you've gotten this far, thank you so much for listening. We have a nice, cool donate button that you can press if you really enjoyed it. Um, I know Alex likes to talk about some of the metrics or giving us five stars or... Yeah, don't forget. Yeah, just just give us, like, don't forget to rate, review, and everywhere, like, you're listening and that it's possible. For example, Spotify, podcast... We always like to, to hear those comments and to, to to read everything that you say. Helps us improve and helps us make the show a bit better, especially with the, the five star rating and so on. Yeah. That's gives cool. us some some more reach and it's it's fun to interact with you guys. All right. Well, this is me. I'm signing off. Oh, also follow us on social media. Austin is running that. Peace. Bye guys. See ya.